Hello and welcome to Shades and Layers. I'm your host, Gutwanus Kosano Ritchie. This is episode four of season three, and in this season, we're focused on well being and wellness. Today, my guest is Nolimini, founder and CEO of the Relax Luxury and Spa Group in Cape Town, South Africa. She's one of very few black women spa brand owners in the country or spapreneurs, and we had to talk representation in the industry. But mostly this is about her own journey from starting out as a spa therapist in Cape Town 16 years ago to becoming an entrepreneur and launching her own brand in 2010. Nolly is also the chairperson of the uh, hospitality organization Fed Hassa and actually actively involved in various associations and professional bodies in her industry. You'll learn that she's really committed when she gets involved in something. She's super resilient and her story will motivate you to follow your own passion like she did. Without further ado, here is Noli Mini and her journey to entrepreneurship. I used to work at Parabella Spa, the Western brand, and we'd have a lot of guests um, coming through from surrounding hotels. Mm-hmm. And then I thought to myself, I see a gap here. <laughs> so then um, in 2010, I took the leap of faith mm-hmm. to start my business. And another big driver, besides having seen the gap um, in the market for a, for a formal mobile spa company, I found that um, there was, there's a lack of um, growth, mm-hmm. especially for women of color in the industry in South Africa, because mm-hmm. um, you find that you'd only just work as a spa therapist. And if you made it any higher in terms of growing, you know, within the, within the industry, you'd mm-hmm. only come as far maybe as a supervisor. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to grow within the industry and not only just be a spa therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, that's if I were to work Mm-hmm. As, as an employee, basically. But um, as an entrepreneur, I also have an entrepreneurial drive. Yeah. So those two were really the driving force. Mm-hmm. And I actually also wanted to challenge myself to yeah. kind of get over myself in order to move forward because I've always been an introvert. And I think... You know, sometimes get things get spoken over us in terms of this one is shy. She can't talk and so <laughs> forth. So I thought to myself, I have this big dream. And in order for me to accomplish it, I'm going to need to embrace whom, who I am in, in totality, my weaknesses, my flaws, and my strengths, mm. and just get over and and run with it so um those were the the two really big um drivers Mm. that led me to start um my brand and also to be an inspiration for other you know young up-and-coming women in the industry to say regardless of where you're coming from you can achieve even the most highest dreams that don't seem um impossible Right. It's very interesting that you mention the growth within the industry for women of color. And it's something I was thinking about because when I was living at home, I was frequenting a lot of spas. And of course, it's very common to find, you know, young black women being therapists. 
So, you know, has it changed over the years that, you know, you've got peers uh, who are in the same position as you starting their own businesses or, you know, rising to CEO of a spa group, etc.? It has, but it's it's even less than five percent, Kutwano. No, um, because I'm very active in the hospitality industry as well as the spa industry in terms of involvement within associations, and we're just really not, you know, presented enough. Um, there's not opportunities, and I find that, um, and I know that, you know, I've just reached a point where I'm able to share openly mm. and transparently now. Um, I find the hotel spas, those that fall under hotels, much more kind of embracing diversity that needs to happen. Because I think maybe they embrace the change that needs to happen within all the different, you know, industries and what's put forward in terms of, you know, business legislation by government and so forth. And they always ensure that within their corporate structures, there's a certain percentage of women representation. Mm -hmm. So in the, let me just say, in the spas that are not hotel owned, I know this might raise a lot of questions, it's very, very minimal. But okay. in hotel spas, you can see that it's prevalent. And I say this good one because I have experienced it. And it's not something that I'm seeing now. It's something that when I've been business in business now for 11 years. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I've observed. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's, it's really changed by like a minimal, minimal percentage. There's a lot of work to be done. You mentioned 5%. Was that 5% of uh, leadership positions or just, you know, growth uh, in terms of uh, black-owned or women-owned spas? In terms of um, Mm black-owned sort of spas or, you know, um, professionals taking hold of, you know, the spa industry and owning it as well and owning their own businesses within the industry. Mm, mm. Um, so there are no new brands or chains being started? Not that I'm aware of. No, no, not at all. And I, and I find that, like for me, I knew that I could bring about change within the hotel spa industry because, you know, regardless of where you're coming from, you can own a spa in a five-star hotel, be it in South Africa or the Seychelles or abroad or wherever it may be. Mm. However, you're going to need to really put in, you know, the work and try and source out people that share the same principles and values um, in terms of, you know, life and also business. Mm. Mm. So how would you describe the work that you do? Um. So the work that I do, um, Kutwano, first and foremost, I I create unique spa concepts for for hotel groups that do not have their own spas. Mm-hmm. So we add value to the hospitality industry. And in terms of my spa brand, we create unique spa escapes, um, boutique wellness escapes, 
where people can come and be themselves and, and partner with us in creating wellness solutions and beauty solutions for themselves. And then secondary to that, I'm also um, an advocate for women empowerment, mm -hmm. creating opportunities for young up-and-coming women who want to take hold of you know, the hotel um, industry, hotel and tourism industry. And I also want, um, you know, to inspire not only in my chosen industry, but anyone who make, wants to make, to bring about change in mm -hmm. their livelihood, mm -hmm. would it be in their personal journey or the career journey? Because mm -hmm. I believe to work very much together. Mm. Would you call your work hospitality, wellness, beauty? Where does it fall? You know, they, they all actually work intertwined because I'm in, you know, hospitality and wellness. And in order to be a wellness, you know, advocate um, in terms of what we create, you have to have a level of, of hospitality. So they kind of, they're all intertwined, um, Kutwano, mm -hmm. um, because we create wellness escapes within a hospitality setting. Mm -hmm. uh, you go and pitch this uh, wellness escape, who'd be sitting on the other side of the table and what kind of uh, package would you offer them? We service different um, clients and it's grown over time. So, for instance, I have a hotel as my client, and then I would have the one-on-one -on -one client coming through to my spas. Mm -hmm. And then we also approach corporate clients for wellness initiatives. Mm. That's interesting. So, Has this always been a segment you've been serving, or is that something a little bit more recent? When I started, I used to do the therapy, the treatments myself, mm -hmm. doing mobile spa treatments. Mm -hmm. And then I opened my first spa in 2015. And during 2010 and 2015, I would also go to corporate offices to do massages. Mm. And then over time, when I had built um, my staff complement, I started then creating corporate packages where over and above the spa and the mobile, we would go to corporate offices to do mm -hmm. the treatments. Mm -hmm. And then I started spa consulting in 2018, 2019. What spa consulting? So spa consulting and spa support is if I identify a hotel that does not have a spa and I pitch a a spa, a wellness spa concept to them. Mm -hmm. And then I would help them from idea to completion of managing the project and setting it up. Um, and from a spa support, um, it's from a management perspective where I would go in and I would look at, you know, the performance of the spa and I do an audit um, mm -hmm. of the spa operations and then check to see if I can assist them in, in better managing um, and implementing mm -hmm, new mm -hmm. systems if need be. 
And my first client actually for this, I laughed because, you know, it was so unexpected. Mm. It was Marriott International where um, they asked me to work with the team and represent the, the spa in terms of being a spa support for the spa at Mount Grace. Oh, yeah. Um, in Mahalisburg mm. and the spa at Arabella in, in Hamanas. Where you started. And yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, I started. So it's amazing how sometimes, hence I mentioned to you that your personal journey and your work, yes, they separate, but they're not separate at the same time. So it's very important that the people that we journey with in business speak the same language in terms of values and principles because it very much affects um, and can influence who we are and the people that we're becoming. Mm. So who were some of your role models and mentors along the way? So my my first mentor actually was a hotel GM, funny mm-hmm. enough. So when I started going around different hotels, right, offering my mobile spa service, I um, thought to myself, I need to do something different to the current mobile spa therapists. Mm-hmm. So I looked at branding myself um, as an in-room spa therapist Mm -hmm. where I would just be located in the hotel. And I thought to myself, but how do I get there? And I stumbled upon an advert of, um, it was a networking breakfast that Mm -hmm. I went to attend. And I actually saw that, you know, got to experience interacting with different, you know, um, executives from different industries. Mm-hmm. And there I met the marketing manager um, at the time of Protea Hotel mm-hmm. Northwalk mm-hmm. in Cape Town. And I had a, a meeting with her and we had a brief conversation about what I do. And I told her how much value I would add, you know, to their property. And she helped me set up a, a meeting with, with her general manager, mm-hmm. who was Colin Nika. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time and I set up a meeting I put a proposal together and I went through and he gave me a yes right then and there um, <laughs> I was surprised. I was like, oh my goodness this is you know what I need and you know um, Kutwano you know when someone takes a risk mm. with you they do not know you but somehow they believe in in what you are you know, in what you are proposing to them or sharing with them because, because of the passion that they see because right. they're taking the risk. And then after that, my second mentor was also in the hospitality industry mm-hmm. and he was then in HR mm-hmm. because I started um, employing people. And now remember, my background was just spa therapist. Mm-hmm. Now I am jumping into entrepreneurship, yeah. um, you know, working by myself and I started employing staff. I don't necessarily, you know, I'm not, I wasn't necessarily a master of soft, soft skills. How do I work with people? <laughs> Even I feel that I do have, you know, a natural flair in terms of, you know, working with different people. And, and so forth. Mm. So then I, my second mentor was then um, 
an HR director who really helped me from a from a, a people's you know leading perspective mm. um, for a period of about six years, and that relationship is still ongoing now because it's it's a it's a never ending journey because in business, especially you know with and entrepreneurs, you find that you're the leader, the CEO in your business, but you do not necessarily have all the different supporting structures. Mm-hmm. You still wear different hats. So I found it very um, important for me to have mentors of a certain caliber or who, yeah. who had been, you know, leading positions for a long period of time. And also because that basically became a learning platform from their experience, you know, taught me because they shared, they share their mistakes yeah. and they win. And then it helps me to avoid making the same mistake. Yeah. You are listening to Shades and Layers. I'm Gugluanus Kosana Ritchie. And my guest today is Noli Mini, founder and CEO of the Relax Luxury Spa Group in Cape Town. It goes without saying that no matter how many books you read or plans you make, you will make mistakes along the way as an entrepreneur. It's no different from my guest. And up next, she talks about the three business mistakes that she has learned from the most. She also shares more about her operations and how she has survived or how her business has survived and kept going during the COVID-19 pandemic. So the first one is never um, share your business ideas with anyone um, without sharing a non-disclosure. I, when I was a mobile spa therapist, um, I worked with different hotels because it was about generating an income, you know, mm-hmm. to live. Mm-hmm. And I worked with different hotels, different guest houses. And as my business evolved, um, I saw the need to start like, you know, establish spas, establish spa, spa suites, or even a treatment escape room. Mm-hmm. So I would share, um, like for instance, it would be a different concept for a hotel and for a guest house. And I would share openly and transparently um, and I wouldn't say that I was naive because we'd been journeying with some of these people. Mm. And I would share, um, put down like a one page, you know, proposal and idea with the plan. Mm-hmm. And then two to three months later, I see that this has been implemented oh. in half because obviously they are some of the my established brands and they do have the financial outlay to just, you know, invest in anything that would add value to their properties. Um, never trust service providers um, at face value. Ensure that your service providers understand your vision because no two businesses are the same. Right. Um, and when I, when I come to this um, in 2017, I registered for VAT. So 2017, I registered for VAT because we had we had been reaching the the threshold mm-hmm. to pay VAT. However, it was kind of three different businesses trading under 
one name. Mm -hmm. So I did not receive, I think, the good advice when I went and I registered for VAT from the accounting company that Mm -hmm. I was with at the time because I feel that I was supposed to have, you know, separated my businesses so that each shows their true reflection in terms of performance and revenue and so forth. So ensure that there is engagement with your, you know, service providers and that they understand the vision of your business. Got you. Um, that. Yeah, because that can get you in big trouble. Yeah. It can. It can. Good to know. And because you find that, you know, building something from scratch, some of us as women of color, we, we, not get it, we don't get as much information. And I think, I think it's, it's very key that the people that we get on board as service providers, that they understand our vision from the onset. And if you find that there's clashes, you know, listen to your instinct and go with it mm-hmm. um, because it will never mislead you. And the third one? This is actually more of a quote, but it does speak to me. Mm-hmm. Old way won't open new doors. I learn a lot from that quote and it teaches me every single day in terms of, you know, lessons learned within my business. Mm-hmm. And I try because sometimes we're scared of the unknown and when things are not going our way, it's easy for us to feel discouraged. But understand that asking questions is the right way and there is no stupid question. Is there a situation where you can remember where you're thinking, oh man, I should have just asked the question? Um, it, 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 it's kind of interlinked um, with this in terms of um, service providers. I think I, I, I should have, before registering, right, for the VAT, mm. I should have engaged with my mentor and ask the question, even though in my head, I knew Kutluano that it was time to separate my, my branches. Mm. But I think I thought that it was the right thing to do at the time, because if you registered for that, um, somehow it looks good when you're doing, you know, um, when you're doing business, be it with corporate or with government, mm. which I don't mm. dispute at all, but we need to be educated as to how it affects our business mm. and how it's going to bring about change within, you know, the financial model of your business. Yeah. So that's basically what I'm kind of referring mm. to. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I really thank you for this platform because I, like I, I said earlier, in terms of wanting to inspire, inspire other young up-and-coming you know, um, women, not necessarily only in my industry, but also in business. It's, it's educating through sharing my story, um, you know, the hurdles I've encountered, my experiences, um, mistakes, and, you know, ha- having the, the, the platform and opportunity to share mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. With other entrepreneurs that they can learn from my story. And hopefully Absolutely. not some of the mistakes that I have. <laughs> sure. Speaking of uh, mistakes, I mean, of course, those can be minimized. You've got mentors who you can 
speak to what about education? What role has that played in, you know, helping you navigate uh, this business, this industry? So um, I don't um, have a formal business um, qualification, um, mm-hmm. but I, I qualified as a spy therapist, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I'm a spy therapist. And when I worked at Arabella Spa, there was a, um, I embarked on a Arabella supervisory um, course mm-hmm. that I did in-house. And, and then over time in my journey, I've done like short courses, sales course, um, business course online um, mm-hmm. through the um, Hotan Entrepreneur, through UCT. And I'm, I'm now challenging myself to do my MBA next year. <laughs> but I will see if it's, it's really something necessary that I need to do or if there's something else that would um, add more value in terms of where I want to go and where I am at the moment. So you've learned how to manage. Uh, talk to me about your operate, operation. Uh, who's on your team? What's your structure like? So basically, um, it's so myself as the leader of the, the business. And I had a, a spa manager and a spa supervisor and in total, we're a team of 13. Mm-hmm. And with COVID hitting, we're now down to a team of seven. Yeah, I can understand so that. We used to have a lot of international you know, guests in utilizing our spas. Mm-hmm. So now that meant that that percentage of revenue we usually get um, is not there. So it needed to be creative in terms of ensuring mm. a certain number of feet walking to the spas. Mm. Um, and I also work with a, a spa coach um, mm-hmm. who basically comes in twice a month to meet with the team, um, engage with them to see where they are, where they would like to go. And she basically helps with coaching and mentoring them as they're walking this journey. Mm. Um, so I thought to myself, as opposed to hiring a spa manager, mm-hmm. um, I can basically cover that at the moment and then bring in someone who's going to be able to equip and, you know, the team from mm-hmm. a coaching perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So mm-hmm. you find that we've had to consolidate quite a number of um of positions. Mm. Um, and the one thing that it's done, I think it's helped in terms of fine-tuning our spa operations. Right. So the pandemic has really had a big effect on your operations. Do you feel you're in recovery now? Yes, we are gradually um, in recovering because we're trying to make up for the losses for not being in operation for about six to seven months. And, you know, for a small business, I, I, I was engaging with, the, with a colleague in the industry um, the other day and I was asking her, like, can you imagine? Or, well, rather not asking, but sharing that if big groups are closing, you know, mm. hotels, mm. restaurants, yeah. left, right and center, how much more for the small guys? Mm. Um, but we are here to stay. We are not going to to fear, you know, the damages that have been caused by COVID. 
but we remain open and transparent in terms of where we are at mm. um, from our recovery system so that our partners know exactly where we are. What's kept you going? My passion. Mm. <laughs> My passion. This is what I was called to do, Kutluano. Um, My passion keeps me going. Um, I really, I love what I do. And I don't see myself doing anything else. Mm. Mm. So did you qualify for some of the uh, relief packages organized by government or...? We did qualify, but I'm not sure how they did their short listings um, mm. because we, we were not successful in our application. Mm. So now I'm trying to seek funding um, within a community of people that I know. Mm-hmm. They can assist in terms of where we, where we act. Great. This is Shades and Bears, and it's now time to get to know our guest on a personal level. In this next part, you will find out that Noli has had a very busy year. She talks about her family, the one that she comes from, the one that she's building, and what she looks forward to in the next 12 months or so as she tries to recover and find stability. You mentioned that uh, your dad was an entrepreneur and in the entertainment uh, industry. Um, And your mom? My mom was a teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, She was a teacher um, in primary school and she had a love for music. So she was a choir conductor. Mm. (laughs) She was a a choir conductor and also a netball coach. So she was very active. Yeah, okay. Okay. And, and funny enough, none of her kids took after her with her love <laughs> for sports. With her love for sports. Oh. Um, in high school, I did a stunt with, with, um, with social tennis, but it didn't really get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. And with the, with the entrepreneurial in, in initiatives, my dad did them part-time. Um, he, he had a full-time job. He was a teacher as well mm. uh, and moved to teaching to policing mm. and then also a um, traffic instructor as well. Mm. Yeah. So he did um, the entrepreneurial mm. um, initiatives on the side. Mm. And, you know, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have um, three sisters mm-hmm. and one brother. Mm-hmm. And are they all as entrepreneurial as you are? They are to some extent. Um, I think my older sister, my older sister is working full time, but she has these entrepreneurial initiatives on the side. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She is quite. So I've been trying to get her to just, you know, get into entrepreneurship full time. Just join you on the other side. Yes. <laughs> And uh, you mentioned a daughter. Tell me a little bit about her. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a little me. <laughs> oh, my Princess. Is... I've seen her pictures on Insta. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, she's just beautiful. Um, she's, yeah, like she's just beautiful. Beautiful spirit. I'm loving seeing her personality, you know, come out. It's just the most wonderful thing, I think, to experience. 
motherhood. I thought I knew what motherhood was before when I was, you know, with, you know, nursing my friends' babies or my my nieces and so forth until I actually, you know, gave mm. birth to my daughter. Um, but she just turned um, 12 months a oh, year. Happy so birthday. She's a princess. Yeah, she's, she's just amazing. Yeah, she, she is. So you've been super busy uh, facing all these challenges with work. And in the midst of it all, you had a baby. Yes, during COVID. Wow. During COVID. And you know, Kutwano, you think that you, you know, you've got an idea how it's going to um, sort of work out mm. in terms of the plan. When I have a baby, um, we're, gonna, we're going to to get a nanny, she's going to look after the baby, I'm going to work or I'm going to stay at home and, mm. you know, work, sorry, not necessarily stay at home, mm. but work from home because COVID came and we now had to work from home. I thought I knew um, how, was, how I was going to figure everything out, but... You had a super just, organized schedule. Yes, I did. And <laughs> They well, the kids actually run your schedule for you. Yeah. Um, and I think especially if, you know, you want to be hands-on and, you know, you, you would like for certain things to be done in terms of the type of foundation that you set, you know, for your child because, you know, there's routine and kids really pick up on that and what you – and what you instill in them at, a, at the foundation level, you know, really stays with them. Mm. So the, the blessing in disguise that came with COVID was mm. that we were on a total shutdown. And then I was blessed with time. And I did not have to feel guilty about being at home day in, day out and not at work mm. with my daughter. Mm. But then again, uh, business still continued in terms of evolving and pivoting during the COVID time. And I did not have capacity for that because Mm -hmm. I was, you know, nursing and building up a person. Mm. And I I thought to myself, um, Nolly, you only live once. This is your first time experiencing motherhood. Do not let the pressure that is happening externally in terms of the, you know, the time to pivot and evolve while you're behind, you know, closed doors at home and being forced to do so. Mm. Do not let what is happening rob you of this opportunity because we can always rebuild, we can always recover, but you cannot relive the experiences that you create. Mm. When the person is like like a newborn Mm. so embrace it and just you know take it as it comes because I also was part of a woman in business in business community and we had virtual meetings and I I excused myself from them because I really wanted to enjoy being with my daughter Mm. and I found that um, other women are not supportive of other women and some, there are actually some business relationships that I lost during this time. So COVID really brought about a time to just, you know, reassess mm. Um, 
Mm. What are we moving forward with um, personally and in business, Kutwano? Because everything goes together. Everything goes together. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have to wrap things up. Um, I like to find out from my guests, uh, how do you remain balanced? You're in the business of taking care of others. Uh, who takes care of you? That's a very good question, good one. Um, if you were to ask me this question three, maybe three years ago, two years ago, before yeah. my little one, I would say I just go and I drive to the wine farm, I have a glass of wine, <laughs> I take long drives by myself, you know, solitary refinement, mm. that was my time. Um, I also just would sit in my own space at home and literally just do nothing and just be lost in my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with my daughter, um, I kind of, we also try, I try to do the same mm. in terms of driving with her. We go to the beach for a walk um, and just experiencing those face, first time milestones with her. So the, the past year um, has just really been about um, my daughter. I haven't really, really set some time out for myself. But now, at least with the with the break that I'm going to to have, kind of a, a break, not necessarily a break, just some time. I will try and factor in some me time, just to you know, open roads, do a bit of thinking, listen to loud music, get <laughs> my thoughts. I really love doing that. And then spa treatments, wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, I started now actually last week. Mm-hmm. A family friend helped look after my daughter. So I went to the spa. I had a massage. Um, it really, I, I needed it. Yeah. So self-care, I'm also going to be prioritizing self-care. Very nice. So where can people find you or learn more about what you do? Um, people can find me. We've got a, um, a website, um, which is www.relaxspas.co.za. Um, I, they can also find me on LinkedIn, Nolly Mini. Um, I'm also on Twitter, on Instagram, mm-hmm. as well as Facebook, where I share my journey, both um, personal and business. Fantastic. Nolly, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure speaking to you and uh You are an inspiration and you should really continue on this path. Thank you very much, Kutwana, for this platform and for allowing me to share. It's really igniting my my energy and my love for what I do. (laughs) Thank you very much. That is all from me for this week. I hope it has been an enlightening conversation and that you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thanks to Noli for sharing her story. And thanks to you for listening. Please share with your friends and family, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and follow the Instagram account at Shades and Layers Podcast. Until next time, do take good care.